Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Today we are talking to Erin Leiter Pariser, and we are going to be talking about something we've really never spoken about, and we're going to be uh, exploring uh, a little bit more of like Colombian trail and Cambodian jungle themes here, and I'm going to be very excited to um, have a new, fresh uh, guest on the show and a topic. So I'm super excited to dive in. But before I bring Erin on, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about her. And uh, Erin is a wellness expert and founder of Sports Travel Adventure Therapy, or STAT. Erin has led over 50 STAT trips on all seven continents, facilitating life-changing experiences for more than 500 women. The inspiring volume includes her seven principles for trekking life with grace, a set of golden rules for navigating towards your best self, complete with advice for forming your own group travel adventures on any budget. This energizing and at times hilarious book invites women to ignite their adventurous spirit, whether through travels near or far as taking bold new steps toward their dreams. Sounds something like my sister would do. I don't have the uh, guts to, to do that kind of thing, but maybe one day. Um, so please br- welcome Erin uh, to the podcast. Nice to see you. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks Thank for you. having me, Heather. Absolutely. Um, um, I'm a new fan of yours. Um, I have two daughter-in-laws and they are new moms. Oh. And I sent them your platform and your podcast uh, just anticipation of having chaos and cookies in the future. They have a seven month old and a five week old. So they're not quite in the chaos mode. Not yet. They're sleep deprived. But, but I have to tell you, being this is the year of the dragon, I have to say you are really slaying it with your platform. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that and sharing my podcast with new moms. And hopefully it's helpful. They're in sleep deprived mode right now. So it'll get there. And, um, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Before we uh, jump in, I have my icebreaker. I ask everyone. It's a popular, it's, it's a favorite. Uh, What is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Well, I have to say it's got to be a cookie memory because I don't really eat cookies um, now, but my, my favorite cookie memory is, um, I don't know if you've heard of Mrs. Fields cookies. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, about umpteen years ago, I was teaching exercise in the Hamptons. And my favorite thing was to go take the train from Grand Central and go to Mrs. Fields, get a bag of cookies and eat them on the way out. And it was, I looked forward to it every Friday in the summers. Oh, wow. And you had quite the train ride to eat them. So I'm sure they were all gone. Oh, they were all gone. They were all gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's (laughs) so fun. never guilt. I never felt guilty. No, you shouldn't, especially if it's in moderation. I mean, um, I'm an exercise science major in college. And so, you know, nutrition has 
just morph so much, but everything in moderation and you should always live life to the fullest, which sounds like what you do. Um, you're an Aspen, so very adventurous. And then knowing what we're going to be talking about today, I am not an adventurous traveler. I will say I, maybe it's because I'm just more cautious or I'm afraid I'll never like return home to my children, <laughs> but my mm -hmm. sister, she is more like she'll go and do, um, which is weird. Oh, to meet your sister. She's, which Well, we were raised the same. We were very like rule followers, never really liked that as kids. So I think it was like when she, like she went and studied abroad in uh, Spain, she went to Israel and did the thing. And me, I'm just like, I stay within the parameters of where I'm supposed to be when I travel <laughs> and don't leave the resort if I'm like, feel like I'm, I don't know. <laughs> weird. I don't know. Um, but I, I would like to do that a little bit more. Um, so you have a book called Seven Principles for Trekking Life with Grace. It's actually, it's actually called Get Lost. Oh, Get Lost. I don't even have that. Okay, well, oh. um, Get Lost is your new book. And yeah. um, let's talk a little bit more about, before we jump into that, like why and how did you get into this, you know, uh, experience? Like how did you get, you have interest in this experience? You just dive right in and just travel? Well, really, um, you know, I'm... How did I get into this? Um, I'm a cheerleader kid from Miami Beach. Okay. And um, and I became an exercise physiologist, which is a sort of a fancy term for trainer. Yeah. And in, in the 80s, it was pretty popular. And I trained with Jane Fonda. I took taught I taught the Jane Fonda method. And um, and I basically got clients in New York, private clients. I taught at a major exercise studio called the vertical club. And, um, and then I, I got married. I had a couple boys and my husband said, let's move out of New York city. And my whole life was in New York city, my training, my job, my, my social life. And we moved to Greenwich, Connecticut, which is about an hour from the city to bring up the boys. And I just said, I had to take this on the road. I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. So I sort of did a first trip with my clients, said, let's go away for a weekend and do some activities. And, and it sort of snowballed from there. And the next trip I did, they said, can I bring friends? Oh. And I said, sure. And a friend bought a friend and a friend. And then I, the next trip I said, can I bring a friend? And, um, and then I had some trips going. And in one trip in Sedona, which at that time was in a new age place with all kinds of, you know, um, modalities. Yeah. And so I took a group there. And one of the women on that trip was a, um, an entrepreneur. And she said to me after that trip, she said, you know, this is a calling. You need to do this. This is something you really need to put into action. And I had two boys, eight and four. I'm like, what, what, you know, I, I can't be going away and, you know, taking trips right. around the globe. It's crazy. How am I I'm, supposed I'm, to do that? You know, I'm a mother. I'm, I'm a mother first. Right. And um, she really mentored me and helped me get on the road. And she gave me like her printer, her people. I printed my first brochure with her. Um, it was really life-changing. 
And uh, she knows, I, I wrote it up in the book, actually. She knows what an influence she's had on me. And I encourage your listeners, you know, if somebody had an influence on you early on or even now, tell them. Yeah, They may not even know. I mean, I don't even think she knew what an influence she had. And this, yeah. is, this is 30 years later. Right. I mean, it's very... When you're when you tell someone that they mean something, they go, "Oh, it's nothing, it's nothing." But it really does. Like you want to make sure that you express that because um, it could change the their trajectory. It could, you know, you just never know. So it's always and that's always nice to to give compliments and also to hear if you're that person like that you're doing something or you're feeling acknowledged. I mean, that's just as like a mom or a woman actually just want to yeah, be acknowledged. 100%. Yeah. No. Um, now, all of your trips, were they just solely worth women? Like, did your husband like ever want to go? My husband wants to go on every one of them. Uh-huh. Um, I told him, you know, basically, this was really a niche. This was a niche 30 years ago that nobody had. Right. And, you know, when I started this business, there was there was really, there was no internet, first of all. Right. So, the brochure, yeah. like you had to print I, out the brochure and like, put I, have, like- I, I have brochures like you can't believe when <laughs> I look at them now, I'm like, oh my God, I actually sat there and I wrote this out and I sent it out in mail and use the math and like map it out. It, oh, it yeah. was incredible. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it just, it just became a niche for me and it became like women were, were sort of starved for this kind of um, camaraderie. And we were all new moms. And I, you know, I started small. I mean, I just started four days away, you know, long weekends, graduated to a week. And then mm. when my kids got older, um, I decided I could go away for more than a week. I can go away for 10 days. I, I was just away for two weeks in Indonesia. And it was a full trip. There was 14 of us. It was a sold out trip. People are really craving this kind of bonding experiences that I create. Now I probably found like an, probably got a a big boom after COVID. I did. I bet. bet. They want, because everyone wants connection to get out to see that everyone's opened up again. I bet that really kind of skyrocketed things again for you or read well this was you know this book was really a covid project yeah okay (laughs) we all have Um, those (laughs) you know it was really i I was i was grounded like everybody else and um you know and i became introspective i also you know was nursing an injury i had a ski injury Hmm. so between that and covid i was like you know if i can't get in there i I can't get out there i have to get in there so You know, it's this book became a love letter to all the women that have journeyed with me and every woman exploring life beyond the everyday. Yeah, I bet. Because everyone was just like, that's kind of how the podcast kind of happened because you're craving connection and getting guests and at least having conversations that are not with your children and teaching them virtual school. And <laughs> thank God you didn't have to do that. Um, oh, my God, I would die. I, I admire you so much. For oh. All of you. I mean. It was an incredible time, sure. In your, life. your IT. Well, here's the thing, too. Just as a as a spinoff, it's like my kids are now like fourth grade, 
third and first. And they're, I call them the COVID kids because they <laughs> are behind in some of those things because they were early education in those times. Mm-hmm. And like learning to read, like all just the ABCs, the fundamentals, they were so young. And so, you know, a lot of those kids are, they, luckily it's not just them, but they're just struggling with that. And so um, it was just one of those things where it had an effect on everything and everyone. And as soon as they were able to go back to school, they were super happy. So I'm sure in the adults too, like that's just how, you know, it's, you know, you crave that connection just so you don't want to be stuck in the house and all four walls. But um, do you typically like explore, you know, nature or, and just uh, do you like retreats? Do you do yoga? Like what kind yeah. of. All those- of that, all yeah. of that stuff. They're, you know, I call them retreats. I mean, they're not really a retreat. Um, they're very athletic, actually. Um, the first trip I, the first trip I uh, scheduled after COVID was in Nepal, believe it or not. And um, it was a really rigorous trip, but people were really craving that. And it, I, I have to tell you, that was that was. That was pretty adventurous for me right after COVID and COVID wasn't even over. Um, and I was so thankful that everybody made it. We all had, you know, at that time you had to get COVID tests to go in the country you had COVID tests to come out of the country. Um, but yeah, my trips are pretty much on the athletic side. So yeah. You have to be, you know, pretty, in pretty good shape. This last one that I did in Indonesia in the Raja Apat islands, that wasn't as athletic. It was actually more of hiking with the tribes and, um, being on a yacht for six days. Okay. <laughs> I think actually you could even do that, Heather. I could do that. Absolutely. <laughs> next time I would love to hear about that the next time you go and not after the fact. <laughs> I will totally make myself available. I mean, that was a trip for you. You absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but um with those types of scenarios, um, you call this uh, sports travel adventure therapy. Did you coin that term or is that an actual thing? No, I actually coined that term. Um, it's funny. Yeah. With, um, I mean, we came up with it with my, my inspiration, my mentor on one of my first trips in Sedona, we sort of were thinking about, you know, what is it? What, you know, what does it encompass? What is, what do these trips really do? And, you know, one of them was sports and, you know, and the therapy part of it is, um, well, the travel is obvious. Um, and the adventure is obvious, but the therapy part is in the beginning was sort of like my ceremonial talking stick that I should talk about, but it was also like massage and, and yoga. And, you know, that's what I call therapy. It wasn't necessarily, you know, we weren't doing talking out your things. Yeah. It's more just spiritual and like psychological, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not a trained you know, psychiatrist. Um, So you have to be careful with that. But um, the therapy part of STAT is, um, you know, I took on this um, ancient ceremony where I ask people before they come on the trip is to think about something that they're manifesting in their life and bring something from home that represents that. Mm. And that's hard. Anything, you know, it's, it's, and, and so we, on the second night of being together, we talk about it. We sit in a circle and we talk about what we're manifesting in life. What is our intention for living? 
it's really like, you know, I, I think I, I listened to one of your podcasts and you came up with like a, a one word intention, right? Mm-hmm. A one word intention of, of, of living, you know? So it's sort yeah. of on that, on that, you know, vein. Right. And everybody brings something that represents it. And we go around the circle and we tie it on this talking stick that I find on our first hike. Okay. And it really brings the group together. It really bonds. It makes you human. I mean, we're all human. We're going through the human thing. And um, and everybody talks about it the rest of the trip. Mm. So it's personal. You know, that, that's what differentiates my trips from a Butterfield and Robinson or a Backroads or, you know, anything that you can just sign up for, which, I mean, those are great. Those companies are magnificent. Love them. Um, right. But this has got the more human touch, the more personal feel, because you can learn about the people that you're with, which is all about, you know, you just not like the guy on the bus that's like, no. hey, from blah, 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 you know, right. It's a spiritual journey. And, you know, these these people, you know, I actually put roommates together and um, I'm really proud of this because, you know, a lot of them become best friends. Right. And it's just so it's it's it, it's like. You know, it warms my heart. You know, it's like, that's my job. My job is really like the most important thing in my job is to get the dynamic and the group dynamic together. Yes. And, um, that's it's, awesome. You know, it's encouraging when things like that work out. You're a connector. A connector. I'm a connector. A connector. Um, so you have a story of transformation to share with us that happened to one of the women on a journey that you uh, all took together. Um, I would love to share that yes. story. Actually, yes. I wrote it up in my book, but I, I, I condensed it into a, um, a story. And it's a story of one of my travelers who experienced a deeply personal kind of success during a trip along the ancient Camino trail, a pilgrimage, if you will. We hiked the Portuguese Camino, where we joined walkers, hikers, and even horseback riders heading north along the Atlantic coast, just like Queen Isabel did in the 1300s. This particular walk through terraced fields, lush forests, plenty of vineyards, and peaceful villages represented everything Stat is about. A sacred bonding journey, walking for nearly 14 miles together all day, every day, was the ultimate bonding experience. We shared our stories while still taking time alone to reflect on ourselves. This particular client came with a heart full of hope for her son who would soon be released from prison. He suffered from addiction since his teen years after he was prescribed painkillers after getting his wisdom teeth removed. Mm. Percocet led to Oxy, which then led to heroin. It's a painful familiar story we all have seen and heard. The worst of all of it was having to have your son arrested for stealing and then having to testify against him in court. After three and a half years in prison, he began to heal. And then her mother died. So she came on the trip to heal, gather her strength and become grounded with women she hoped would be along a spiritual path. At the end of the world, as they call it in Finisterre, she sprinkled her mother's ashes and prayed for her son to come back clean and sober while also sending healing vibes to a friend suffering from cancer. And it all came to fruition. She claims they were her miracle. 
I just love this story about miracles and success because there's room for everyone in the world, for all the winners. Just think of a, a friend among your friends who's winning on their spiritual path. So my trips with women teach us to be trusting and find the joy of being together for a few days or even a couple weeks. It breaks down barriers all the same. Wow. That's it's amazing. such a nice story. I mean, it's, there's so many of those yeah. stories on the trip, sure. but just, you know, she gave me permission to share that. That's amazing. Well, thank her for us. That was a incredible um, story. Wow. What a, she just needed a, a break from life first too, and just like take it in and just like process all that. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of people that come on, you know, I had another woman who came on the trip that was diagnosed with cancer mm. two weeks, two or three weeks before the trip. She called me and said, listen, you know, I was just diagnosed with breast cancer. I don't know what, you know, I don't know if I can come on this trip. And I said, I get it. I get it. Do whatever you need to do. I'm here for you. I'll give you your money back. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I get it. And um, I said, it's totally up to you. And she's, called me the next day and said, you know what? My doctor said, there's nothing I can do for you for like six weeks. So go on this trip, enjoy yourself and, and come back and we'll treat it. Yeah. Wow. You know, it was like, um, and she had a transformation of her own, just getting over the C word. Yeah. Yeah. Processing all that. I mean, yeah. and it was so good for her to be with women and bond with women. She's not really a girlies girl. Mm. So it's really good for her to get away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine and because it's all women. So everyone will probably have something in relation to something that everyone might be going through or know somebody or experience it through someone or themselves. And so I've never been really that like girly girl either. I've always kind of hung with the boys. Um, mm. But I've noticed like, Later in my life, I've been more connected with women, especially through like my podcast and through like when I was doing my business, it was just more. And when I was uh, doing my virtual fitness, it was just a lot more women. And so it was a different type of take on it. And so uh, more life experiences that you can share, moms going through things, sisters, you know, daughters, all those types of, of things. So I'm sure that you, uh, work through all of that with everyone or um maybe it's brought up anything for you like has any anyone on your trip ever like brought something out of you that you didn't really know or discover that's hmm. so interesting i you know it's so interesting because my husband always asks me that question does he oh <laughs> is he? Why? he whenever i get back he says did did anything come up for you and you know you want to share it and I love that he asks that, you know, it's so, it, it, it's so endearing. Um, so thanks for asking that. Yeah, you know, it does. It brings back, it brings a lot of stuff to the surface for me, but I actually resonate with everyone. Um, I'm really, um, you know, my, my heart is open. My, you know, I have so much gratitude. I'm a meditator. Um, so I'm a good listener. And, um, you know, this, these trips are really just platforms for women. You know, I, I am the, the conduit, you know, I, 
I actually, um, and I talk about my own struggles and my own hardships. And um, so I'm, I'm deep, I'm deep with them. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of stuff comes up. And how often do you take these trips or plan these? I'm sure there's lots of, um, especially if you're hiking through Peru with tribes or Indonesia, like there's a lot of coordination and a lot of um, time to prepare. Yeah. Um, You know, they're usually planned. When I first started, I used to do um, smaller trips. So they were four or five days, like a Thursday to a Monday. So, um, and I used to do four trips a year and uh, they were like just seasonal winter, spring, summer, and fall. And now I only do two trips a year. Mm. And this year I, you know, last year I didn't do any because I was supposed to do one in November, but we pushed it to January, which I never do a trip in January. So it was all new for me. And it was the two week trip, which is another long trip. I mean, it's not for everyone. It really isn't. Women don't like to go away for two weeks, leave their kids, leave their husband, leave their job. It's, you know, it's a commitment. Yeah. But sure. um, so now I do one in the spring and one in the fall. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. How many people do you typically have? They're usually about 12 to 14. Okay. And um, I find that's the magic number. Yeah. At least I've taken 26, but that was a special sort of birthday trip. Everybody knew each other. We weren't traveling to different places. We were stationary in one lodge. So it's easier to maneuver. Sure. Because you want to keep it intimate and you, you want to be able to allow enough, but not too many. Yeah. And then, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, how do you uh, distill your ethos into the seven principles that I touched on earlier in your bio? Yeah. Um Well, the seven principles that I came up with um, is really from my experience after 30 years. It's sort of like the wisdom that I've that I've gathered over 30 years of doing this with women. And the first one is really nix the competition. It doesn't matter if you're in the front of the hike or in the back of the hike or we're all going to the same place. Mm -hmm. There's just no competition. The second one that I came up with is and this is also another you know, thing that I just witnessed is um, walk with integrity. Do you know, it's, it's to integrity is doing the right thing when no one's watching. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the third one is really no judgment. Um, it's just another way of saying that judging doesn't define them, but it defines you. And um, then the next one is start with effort, finish by grace. You know, when I plan these trips, I, I make all the effort I can. I hire the guides. I get the lodge. I get, you know, I do everything that I can in my control. And then I get on the plane and I say, now give me the grace. Give me the good weather. Give mm. me the good vibes. Let, let everybody get along. Let the planes fly. No delays, no layovers. So really it's like you put in the effort, then you can ask for grace. But you can't ask for grace unless you put in the effort. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. And the the, um, the next one is mark your words. So it's funny because every day I, I, I have these like power words. I don't even know how they became my power words. But I sort of accumulated these words along 30 years. Right. And they're like, 
they sort of um, coincide with the chakras. The first one's clarity. The second one's consciousness, equilibrium, effort, grace, intention, integrity. And the last one is love. And that hovers above your head and it rains down on you. So I just, I find when I'm like stressed or anxious, if I just sit and recite these words and like just even for a couple minutes, they just sort of bring me a little calm. So I call them my power words. So, so I ask your readers, ask your listeners, um, do you have power words? Think about it, you know, yeah. you know, a word that, that comforts you or makes you feel safe. Um, and then the next um, one is love, honor, and obey your intuition, which is um, really important for everyone, but for women especially. Um, I think we have more an intuitive sense, and I think we need to learn to listen to it um, mm-hmm. more. And um, the last one is, um, and this is the one that I really embrace Um the most because after COVID, I embraced a community. I um, I really like depended on my community to do a lot of things. Like you know, I was hurt. Um, I depended on my dog walking community. I depended on you know just people helping me out. And I think that's the most important thing in life is to find your community, find your tribe, find the people who make you feel the best, and embrace them because. You don't want to go through life alone. No. You know, we all need help. Yeah, they and always say don't like be afraid find five. Like find your five is what yeah. I've always heard. Like you find those five. I think maybe Oprah talked about it. Like your five people that like unbreakable circle that you know that you can trust. And you know, there's only should be like a handful of people that like truly could do that. Mm-hmm. And to trust, you know, because you know, it's also hard to trust I, and women in general. I mean, I think in my, in my, in my experience, it's just very hard to find one that you're, that's trusting that won't judge that won't um, talk behind your back or, yeah. um, you know, get, kick you when you're down or, you know, kick you when you're high, you know what I mean? Like bring you yeah. down yeah. when you're up. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, listen, I'm, you know, I'm, 65 years old and I have to tell you you know I've I've weeded through a lot of friends that don't support me mm-hmm. and you know but that doesn't mean that I've you know put them out of my life I just keep them at arm's length boundaries yeah boundaries boundaries yeah oh, that's that's the whole thing right you have to yeah. that's a whole another just lesson just to learn in general right um but you know these types of experience that you're um, allowing women to experience. And um, it's very powerful. And I mean, I've, I hear about, you know, yoga retreats or I'm doing this or doing that, but this is like a whole new type of way of looking at it. I feel, um, do you ever have repeat visitors? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, I have so many repeats. <laughs> I have so many repeats that cycle in and out. That I actually have to, some of my, some of my repeats will go on every trip. Hmm. You know, as soon as a trip comes out, they go, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So I actually have to sort of, you know, say, you know, not this one. We got, we got, we got to give some other people a turn. Um, But that's really my business. My business is a lot of repeats. 
Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, sure. even, you know, I had a, um, a situation in um, many, many years ago when I first started out where I actually um, didn't get the dynamic right. I didn't, mm. the group didn't jive. It was one trip that I could say was just, it didn't go well. Disaster. And <laughs> um, and it's really because of the chemistry of the group. Mm. And um, something had to give. And it turned out is it was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And we checked into our lodge outside of like the city limits of Santa Fe. And we dropped our bags off and we went to dinner. And by the time we came back from dinner, they ransacked our rooms oh, and no. stole cameras and phones and watches. And ay, ay, ay. And I'm like, all right. You know, I asked the universe. I said, now, why did this happen? Mm. What, what was going on? I mean, this was out of my control. This is something. But maybe I could have controlled it. So, you know, you'd like talk to yourself. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, yeah. Maybe I just I could have controlled it. I just didn't get the I didn't get the group right. I didn't get the chemistry right. And this is the universe or God's telling me, like, you know, get your shit together. Oh. This, this didn't work. And um, and then you asked me about repeat clients. And some of the people that were on that trip still come back. OK. So, you know, it was. And I'm still in touch with all of those people. So it's interesting that, you know, that one didn't go well, but they still trusted me, you know, in the future. Well, that was going to segue into my last question, which is like, with all these trips, do you ever have like any disasters that have happened? Like natural disasters, <laughs> like crazy time. Like, like you can't control it, especially if you're going to like Cambodia or like those, you know, yeah. more just, they're not in the US where you could just hop on a plane and go home in a couple hours. Yeah. Some of them are really remote. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that. You know that True. before you go. And True. you know, the people that come on my trips, you know, they they want to get outside their comfort zone. Mm. You know, that's that's what they want to do. Can you tell that sure. I'm not like that now? How much they want to get out of their comfort zone. Maybe not, you know, maybe not that. Maybe they don't want to get like in a flash flood in, in right. you know, Colombia. Which I saw that's something that happened maybe on one of your trips, you know, <laughs> but, um, but they definitely want to get out of their comfort zone. Um, something, you know, these trips are something that you don't, you don't usually plan yourself. You know, this is something plan that, for you. you know, you just don't, you know, you, just like, go. you can go to Paris on a shopping trip. You don't need me for that. Right. Got but it. These yeah. are, these are unusual adventures. Like I'm a planner though. Like that's me. Like I, but that's also how I lived. I always had to be like pretty much five steps ahead to kind of head things off or, or figure it out. And it's actually been the past couple of years now I've been able to, not really the past couple of years. I'll say this year I was trying to just keep things uh, consistent and steady and just kind of just cruise and not have to try and, uh, shift and jive too much, which I'm telling you we're in February and that has not happened yet. So, um, you know, my plan is not going to where I thought it would be, which is fine. You adjust. I'm just more of a planner. And so I know if something's planned, but like, you know, like that flash flood, I'm sure you couldn't see that coming. You have to oh. kind of know. So what was that all about? Like did that, you know, it, it, we were in Colombia on this fantastic trail. It's called the lost city trail. 
And, um, you know, it was pouring <laughs> torrential downpours. Now, I, again, I can't control the weather. Um, and the Try God, not to plan in rainy season and it just happened to rain probably. It just happened it to rain, but to. not just rain. I'm, I'm talking torrential downpour. These were like rains I've never seen. And I grew up in Miami and I've seen rains before. Right, right. But this was beyond. And um, the guides knew, but... And, you know, they've seen it before. And one of my fast hikers were ahead and they helped her cross the river. And so she got across. And by the time the rest of us came along, we couldn't cross the river. Mm. It was too high and it was dangerous. So hours, we waited two, three hours to cross the river, believe it or not. And thank God we did. And we didn't just cross the river. They had to put us on their shoulders to cross the river. Meanwhile, my client is already in another village three hours. Wow. And I'm so nervous. I'm so anxious. I'm like hoping that she's okay, of course. Um, but she was okay. You know, yeah. she was okay. She just hung out and waited for us and said, you know, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. Cool story. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Has uh, you mentioned Jane Fonda earlier? Has she ever joined you on oh any of your trips? God, I have I to ask because it seems yeah, like it's something that it. is totally up her alley. It's so interesting, you know. Um, I you know trained in her method in the eighties, and um, you know, I, I, I adore her. So there was a fundraiser here in Aspen, and she was here for her climate change, and I had my book had just come out, so I. I wrote it. I wrote an inscription of the book and she's in the book, you know, it's a chapter. So I handed it to her and, um, and she just said, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And that was that, you know, oh, so, so no, she's never come on a trip, but she is welcome whenever she wants to. <laughs> I, I would do a tailor-made trip just for Absolutely. Her. I just, she just seems like some, like just what you hear from her. I mean, it's like, I don't know her, but like, it just seems like something would be like, she'd be gung ho for that kind of thing. Um, but I was just curious. That was just kind of like a fun question I wanted to throw at you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us where we can find the book. Tell us um, how we can find you. I mean, it's uh, just the story that you've told. It's just, it's super interesting and, and super um, fascinating to me. Oh, thank you, Heather. Thanks so yeah, much. I really, truly really mean that. Thank you. The book is available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever you get your books. And um, and it's on audio, too. At, believe it or not, I actually had to audition to read my own story. You did? I did. You had yeah. to audition for your own? I had to audition. Audiobooks emailed me and said they'd like to buy the rights to the audio. And I said, great. Love that. And they said, we'll get somebody to read it. And I said, no, 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 no. I'd like to read it. And they said, oh, well, you're going to have to send us two par two chapters of an audition and then we'll decide. And of course they decided that I was okay. Okay. I was like, did you end up winning your <laughs> so, own book? I mean, yeah. goodness. So I read my own book. So if you want to spend six and a half hours with me, I encourage you to get the audio. Yeah. I can't believe you had to audition for your own audio. Like who would they have gotten? Like a celebrity? Well, I was hoping they would get like Jennifer Lawrence or, you know, Julia <laughs> Roberts or, you know, 
Because they're going to play me in the movie. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Is there movie rights coming? I'm sure there is. One day. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing these tales and sharing about your story and your new book. And um, I really hope you come back. Uh, this was lovely. And you're, uh, I mean, we, we talk on a computer for those of you who don't know, like I don't do the uh, video. I probably should, that would be a better like business idea, but I, uh, even through, I do it on zoom guys. We can, I can see her. And just when I have guests, you can always feel like that aura sometimes through, I know it sounds weird, but like just calming energy and just, it's just so, just so lovely. And and uh, I really enjoyed having you and speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it too. Nice to meet you, Matt. Too. And thank you so much for listening to an episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. All of the information about Aaron's book is going to be on the show notes, the links, all the fun places uh, that you could go with her. Go pick up a copy of her book. Do you have any social media or a website? I'm sure I'm on Instagram. Um, it's Stat Trip. S-T-A-T-T-R-I-P. Yep. Awesome. awesome. And so I encourage you to go check her out and uh, please reach out to either one. If you have questions, comments, anything that's hit you and inspired you, we always love to hear it. And uh, we will catch you on another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies. <laughs>